0: Hey guys, it's Dr. J. And Apostle Sherman. And we are so excited that you have tuned in for this week's message. We pray that it blesses you and helps to transform your life in the direction that God has for you. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's jump into the word. I'm so happy to be in the house of the Lord. Anybody else? Oh my God, there's something special, you know, about being in his house and i appreciate you know online everything and virtual everything uh, i am definitely experiencing zoom fatigue in my life um so i am grateful uh to be able to be in a room uh with the people of god and to bring this worship experience to you i believe there's no distance in the realm of the spirit in the same glory that's here um is coming to where you are um, this morning. We're we're going to Isaiah, the ninth chapter. Thank you, sir, and the sixth verse. Isaiah chapter nine and verse number six. I have to say that this graphic for this new series is just fire, you hear me? That thing came in my, uh, uh, they texted to me, I said, now the Lord's on that. Um, So I'm grateful, I don't even wanna know who created it, but whoever did, you know, amen. Y'all won big, and uh, I appreciate that. Isaiah, the ninth chapter in the sixth verse and the bible says for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder his name will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace and of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end upon the throne of david and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with a judgment and justice from that time forward and even forever the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it I want to minister a word to you for the next few moments entitled born for it born for it we have started a brand new series today entitled born and this series is all connected to you, understanding how unique and special your purpose, destiny that you've been born from. And we're going to go through the life and the journey of the man himself, Jesus. Uh, we're going to go through the journey of learning how God sets up individuals to transform the world around them. I love the word of God. Anybody else? And in the Old Testament, um, the part of the Bible written before Jesus was born, we see that there were writings that were completed at 450 BC. The Old Testament wrote about a mm, hundred years before Jesus was birth, contains over 300 prophecies that Jesus himself fulfilled. Um, Hundreds of years before he was born, they begin to speak of him. I love this. How about this? The prophet here, Isaiah, is prophesying 700 years. Is this thing gone? 700 years before the cradle was rocked. He, he was standing in a place where God, now, I appreciate all of your prophecies, and I I, 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 I claim the prophetic without a doubt, but that's something very unique. That this man was able to see so far ahead. And it encourages me because what I realize as people of God, sometimes we're contending for and Some of you, you you're not going to like it, but sometimes what you're contending for isn't for your lifetime. Do you realize that right now we are living out stuff? That people contended for, for years, decades. I, I remember when I moved uh, to San Bernardino and we were, were using a school to have church. And we were, in those days, we were going door to door. We still do it here and there. Um, but we were going door to door every week, every single week. Um, sometimes several times a week. We were going door to door um, and uh, to the point that we would come to the door and people would be like, The witnesses is here, because they thought we were Jehovah's Witnesses then. But... <laughs> We would go door to door and I remember coming to the door of this Caucasian lady one day and I was telling her about where we were worshiping at and what we were doing, that we were a new church and the lady just breaks down and starts weeping. And I'm like, awkward. And uh, so she's, 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 after she comes to herself, she says, what you don't know is that the building that you're using that's now a school uh, was once my church And she said, we ended up having financial issues and the church shut down. But she said, I walked the grounds of that property and I asked God that Lord please one day let this property be redeemed and be used for your glory even though we lost it. This woman had contended for something that we were the fulfillment of prophecy for. She never saw it, she never saw it with her church, she never saw it with, you know, for years. It was decades, she said, before we manifested to fulfill a prophecy. Would you be okay if it didn't happen in your lifetime? And do you have enough faith to believe he didn't lie just because you didn't see it? Do you have enough faith to believe that God is so true and so sure that just because you didn't see it with your natural eyes didn't mean he lied about it? Isn't it true that so often when we receive prophetic insight that we like to put our own time periods on it? We we love to apply stuff, apply times to stuff that God never gave us times for. He told us he would do a thing, we assumed a lot, and, um, and then we moved into fighting for something that he didn't actually say it that way. I love Isaiah because he had enough faith to speak into something, y'all, not, not, not like <laughs> 10 years ahead, 700 years, he was able to see that thing ahead. Uh, and not only he, but many prophets who had spoken, many prophecies that were spoken about one person that was going to manifest. I'm getting about to get ahead of myself, but can I tell you there's a whole bunch of prophecies about you you never heard of before? Can I tell you your birth was prophesied and you didn't know it? Can I tell you and remind you that Amos 3 and 7 says that God does nothing lest he reveal his secrets to his servants, his prophets. And can I tell you that of you, there has been prophetic words that have been spoken of your coming. Y'all don't want this word. Can I tell you how special you are to God that he dropped the picture of who you would be and dropped it inside of a heart of a prophet somewhere in this world and they prophesied your coming. Can I, can I tell you what was what was on your life was so unique that God said because what you got to understand about the kingdom of God nothing happens really until it's spoken <laughs> we, we 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 live in a voice activated world Jerome, so that's what happened in genesis god set the standard he spoke and it was there's nothing that's going to manifest until something is spoken. We live in a voice-activated world. And so whatever it is that God is going to do through you and for you is going to happen because someone spoke it into existence. You are so massive. The call on your life, the destiny, and the purpose that God said, I won't just let it be something that just happens. I'm going to drop it in the heart someone who's going to speak it they might not have known your name they might not have even known what you look like but the essence of the call was dropped in somebody and they begin to prophesy your birth um and some of you it's hard for you to grab because you think so low of yourself i I mean i'm in warfare right now while i'm preaching And I have to war against everything that you've been told and the lies you've been told about yourself your entire life. I'm in warfare right now. I got a war against the things that you have believed concerning you and what you could accomplish and what you could not accomplish and the limitations that were placed on the inside of you and around you. We're at warfare right now uh, 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 against the things that the devil wanted you to believe but I want to encourage somebody as a prophet of God today to let you know you are the fulfillment. You are the fulfillment and I want to say it like this. You don't have to look for another. You are the we've been waiting for. Huh? You don't have to look to the left or the right. Oh, You don't have to wait for somebody else to come. You're the one we've been waiting on. Calm down, Sherman. It's, it's been prophesied of you. Christmas is not a time of the celebration of the passing of toys and gifts, televisions and cologne. Christmas is the celebration of prophecy. Yeah. Christmas is the celebration of prophecy. We know Jesus wasn't born on Christmas uh, Day, we call it. He's not born on December 25th. We all know that. Um, we all know that the, the, the tree has nothing to do with his birth at all. We know that. We understand that the nutcracker that's here on the stage has nothing to do with Jesus. We understand that the big bear has nothing, the gifts, none of it has anything to do with Jesus at all. These are man-made things that we have built around it. But I want to caution you that Christmas is really an all-year celebration. And what Jesus represents and what he stands in front of us as is the greatest manifestation of prophecy we have ever seen in our lifetime. And that we will ever see is Jesus. Um, So Jesus was born for it. Um, I love our text today, Isaiah uh, chapter 9 in verse number 6. Um, Isaiah, he's in there. I don't know what he did. I don't know how many days he fasted. I don't know how he got this word. <laughs> I don't know what the I mean, I, I just know for the weight, the level, what I've learned in my journey is that for, for levels of revelation, there is um, there's a payment. That's the best way I can say it, uh, meaning that there's sacrifice that has to happen for you to be able to get to a place of hearing at different levels. Um, God speaks to us all; He loves us all, and He speaks to us all. He doesn't speak to us all at the same level. He doesn't speak to us all at the same level. And and I and I and I and I offer this to you in order for you to hear God at certain places. It will de- it will demand circumcision. Without a cut, there is no proper hearing. This is why it's important that you, why am I going here? But let me drop this and then I have to get back to this. This is why it's important that you don't run away from a knife. The knife in the hand of the right man or woman is the best thing that ever could have happened to you. Love without a knife is not love at all. You need men and women that are willing to circumcise. To cut away with a circumcision, it is cutting away the extra so that you can produce. It's cutting away the extra so you can produce. I don't know what what Isaiah went through to have to hear 700 years ahead. I I don't know what kind of process he experienced. I I don't know what his journey was like. I don't know what his relationships were like. But here we are in Isaiah 9 and 6, and this is what he says. He says, for unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. That's all we're going to talk about today. A child is born. But the birth of the child was bigger than just a child being. How, how many you realize on the day Jesus was born, there was a lot of babies born? There was a lot of babies born. There was a lot of things that came into the earth at the same time. In our entire existence of our, of our, uh, of our, of our lives, uh, of, of our planets, there have been, you know, multiplied millions of babies that have been born. But it wasn't just the birth of a baby The key point that you want to grab is the son that was given. It wasn't just the birth of the child. It was the son that made the difference. I'll explain more. I love John chapter 1 and verse 1. You've read it before. It says, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Drop down to verse number 14. And the word became flesh. The word became flesh. A child was born, but the Son, the Word, the Word was given. And what happened? It dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Let's read another scripture. Let's go to Galatians chapter 4 and 4. Y'all rocking with me? The Bible says, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman. Let's just stop. The fullness of time. The fullness of time. We, we understand that God is not ran by time, but he runs time. We understand that. And that time is a gift. Time is something that God uses in order to bring forth purposes and his plans and his ideas. But everything has a particular time. We've seen that in scripture over and over again. You had to be born on the day you were born. You were born for a specific time. What I want you to do, let's just do some classwork right now. Uh, Will you either type in to the comments or um, right here in the room, just um, type in your birth date. You don't have to put the year. I know some of you don't want us to know, but just say it out loud in the room. Type it into the comments. Had to happen that day. It It was determined by God That you were born in that particular time because God had a particular people that he had designed to be born in the same season, in the same space that you were called to. Your birth was actually, Sherman hold it, your birth was actually a gift to your time. And I'm getting ahead of myself, but I just need you to really grab a hold of this because you don't understand how special you are. Just I want you to just type into the comments right now or say out loud in this room, I am, "I am a gift." I am a gift. So the Bible says, "When the fullness of time had come," and so it had nothing to do with your mama and your daddy liking one another. God just used them to get you here. I was going to save this for next week, but this is why it's important for you to realize that it doesn't matter how you got here. It doesn't really matter how you got here. The point is, you got here. And that he wanted you here at that particular time, and he used what he used to get you here. Let's keep moving. The Bible says that when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, Born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that what we might receive, you know this, the adoption as what? Adoption as what? Are y'all reading the same scripture? Open your Bible. Don't look at me. Adoption as sons. So when the Word became flesh, there's some things that begin to happen. The eternal was connected to mortality. The infinite... Became connected to the finite. The glory put on sandals. The majestic wore clothing. And the creator walked among us. Now, we could think that that's just Jesus. But that's exactly what your life was all about. That you were born out of divinity. This is why God could have conversations with Jeremiah. You know this. In Jeremiah chapter 1, he said, before you were ever in your mother's womb, I knew you. I knew you, so I knew you, I knew you, I created you. The Bible begins to tell us that we are the small Ks, the small kings, the small elves, the small lords. We, we carry divinity. The Bible says the kingdom of God is within you. I am not human, I am divine. I am divine, and, and, and I was a word that became flesh. That God spoke of me through the mouth of a prophet. And I was birthed into the earth. I was a word, not the word, but a word that became flesh. And I I dwell among you for a particular purpose. I'm not just a man. I'm divinity that came into, into flesh. How? How? Because that's what the death of Christ was all about. That's what his resurrection was, that I can be seated in the same place. It was always his intention. When he created you in the heavens, he had already created you as one that could be seated in Christ. Sin came into place to try to stop what God had already said. When he redeemed you, he did not just redeem you to heaven. He was redeeming your divinity. He had set your divinity from Genesis. You received as mankind something that was lower than you. Convinced you out of your divinity. So he sent the second Adam. To come and redeem your divinity. Why are you living this life like a mere human when you're divine? I was born for it. I I, I was born a king. I I was born a king. I wasn't born a pauper. I wasn't born to live life at some low level. I was not born. Am I born, you? tell your face. It's it's so important that you understand. I was not born for low-level stuff. You were not born for low-level stuff. You were born into kingship. Each of us were born as a child, but our birth was a gift of a son being given to whatever realm of influence you've been called to. You were born a child, but you were the son. You are a son that is given to business, given to education, given to politics, given. You you are the gift that was given. But if you don't believe you're the gift, you won't manifest as the gift. See, we're talking about, we're talking about, we're we're back to dealing with faith. If you don't have the faith to believe who God says you are and what God has said about you, then you're going to live at a lower level. Because here's the truth. You've been given as a gift and everything that you need, everything the scriptures say, for life and for godliness has already been given to you. We are pursuing things that we already have in our hand. We are, we, are, we are working ourselves to the bone for stuff that is already at our hand's reach. I was born for it. And because I was born for it, he gave me everything I needed to walk out what I was born for. There is a, for the places that you have been designed to go in, there is a certain, there's a certain level of language. There is a, there's a certain uh, culture. There's a certain way of operating in whatever you've been called to. And God has designed you with inklings on the inside of you. And let me explain it like this. I've said to you before, time is not linear in the kingdom. Right? I've talked to you about this before. But time is like this in the kingdom. It's the wheel in the middle of the wheel. You remember that? Uh, it, it, it's a, time is like this. And so what you have to understand is that when you were placed into the earth, because time is not like this, and I'm just grabbing things as I go along the journey, but time is like this. When I'm born, there are already certain things that were already locked inside of me that I don't have to go read a book to know. Lord have mercy. I I, 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 I just show up. And when I tap into what's on the inside of me, things awaken in me that I didn't know were even there. Have you ever been in a conversation? Maybe I'm talking to the wrong folks, but have you ever been in a conversation before? And while you're talking, stuff comes out of you that you had no way of knowing? And we like to equal to the Holy Ghost downloaded it to me in that moment. Could it be been it was already in there? Can I, can I challenge the way you see the Holy Ghost? Can I challenge the way that you interact with God? Could it be that you're praying for stuff to come in you that's already in there? Could, could there be this revelation that he had dropped into you upon your birth and that when that moment came, that thing came alive and jumped on the inside of you? You are a child that was born, but you're a son that was given to that realm of influence. I love the way that 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7 says it. It says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Let's just stop there for a minute. We have treasure in earthen vessels. Um, you, you are the flesh, but there's a treasure inside of you. There's, there's, there's something very unique that God has placed in, inside of you for this particular time and this purpose. And we are just going on the journey of opening the gift. Right? Right? Have you, I don't know what Christmas is like for you. Um, you know, um, at our house, we, we do our best to, to not to overspoil our children. Because really, for us, we just believe that Christmas is every day. And we just try to just love on our kids. And, and it goes beyond gifts and toys for us. So when it comes down to um, Christmas Day, you know, we try to hang around one to two gifts. Amen? Now, grandparents do something altogether different. But uh, we, we, we try to stay around... One to two gifts per child, but it's 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 interesting. Oftentimes, when they're going through the journey of opening the gift, Um, usually there is uh, the youngest child who doesn't really understand much about how gifts work. So they're looking at the box and they're just we're like open it and they're like barely touching the gift, right? Barely opening the gift, barely paying the gift any attention. I offer to you that many of us are like my youngest child. The gift is there, but we we refuse to open it. How do we open the gift? How do we extract the treasure on the inside of us? It's going to happen. I'm taking you somewhere where I always take you. If you don't pray, there ain't no opening. You will not be able... To open the gift you have inside of you and the treasure at the way that you possibly could if you don't press into the place of prayer. See, it's in that place that what's in you is revealed. Prayer is not only the place where God is revealed to you. Prayer is the place where you are revealed to you. Oh, God. Prayer is the place where God reveals to you you. See, so you think you know you, but you have no idea. Can I, can I submit that to you today? Maybe the people online going to say something to me. Can I submit this to you today? You don't know you. And the you you think you know is the you that people have taught you about you. You learned you through the mouths of people around you. So what is prayer? Prayer is me coming to a place, talking to my creator because he created me so he can reveal to me who I am. So you're believing stuff about yourself that is just not true. You're not a liar. You're not a hoe. You're not a thief. You're not somebody that can't be trusted. You're not a person that'll always only live at a certain level and never experience prosperity. That's not who you are. But if you don't go into prayer, you'll believe your family will always be jacked up just like your mama's family was. You'll believe you're the next divorce in the lineage. You'll believe it. Why? Because the only way that you're going to believe the treasure is that you've got to listen to the voice of the Father. The voice of the Father must always be louder than all of the voices. (laughs) Prayer is the place you go and hear them. Is this good to anybody else today? Prayer is the place you go to learn who you are. And it's not a one-time thing. It's not, it's not one good night of prayer. It's not one good shut-in. It's not one good 30-day fast. It's not one good Daniels. It's not, not, not one good social media fast. It's not one good... No, 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 no. It's the continual staying in that particular place. Why? Because he's going to reveal portions to you. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I can go off the scripture. How did Moses know who he was? In the presence of the Lord. He got in the presence of the Lord. The Lord was like, Let me talk to you about who you are because you were confused. You don't know who you are. You know who you are? He revealed it. He revealed it. He made it clear who he was, where, in the presence. So, asking a friend doesn't work. Asking your mama, I said it, don't work. It's going to demand you going into the presence of the Lord and letting him reveal. It's just helping anybody today. There's a treasure in the earthen vessel. And this is what the Bible goes on to say, that the excellence of the power, please look at this, may be of God and not of you. That God had dropped something on the inside of you that he wants to get the glory out of. But we strive and we press by our flesh so that we can get into places of prominence through our own activities instead of working the treasure that's on the inside of us. Three things from the life of Jesus that I want you to grab today, and then I'll break this down for the next few weeks and let it bless you. First thing is, you were born on purpose. Write that down. You were born on purpose. You were born on purpose. Um, you're, you're, you're not a mistake. I don't know who I'm talking to. You're, you're not a mistake. You're not a mistake. You, you, you weren't, and nothing about your journey was a mistake. He put you in the family that he wanted you in. He birthed you in the city that he wanted you in. He, 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 he arranged your journey on purpose, he he wanted you to be in that particular space and time. You are not a mistake, and even though you have made mistakes, you are not what you did. You're not what you did. What you did sucked. <laughs> what you did was against his plan. Some of it, you know what I mean? The stuff that we, we, we hold on to. What you did wasn't, wasn't, wasn't what he wanted you to do, how he wanted you to do it, but you're not it. It's something that happened in your life, but you didn't have to become it. What are you owning today? What are you owning today that was a happening? What kind of, what kind of a fight have you been in your mind? What kind of fight have you been in in your mind, where the enemy has been trying to convince you that you're you're something that you're not? You were born on purpose. On purpose, God knew that Jesus had to come into the earth. He did not send His Son by mistake. He sent His Son. On He's not sending His sons by mistake. He's sending His sons. On purpose Jesus was a solution, therefore you are a solution. Jesus sent you because there was a problem in society. You were sent on purpose. I'm, I'm going to go home. Here's the second thing. you were born for a purpose. Number one, you were born on purpose. Number two, you were born for a purpose. That means you, you've been designed to change your world. When, when you stop fighting against that and trying to just be normal, things will go better for you. Normal is played out. Why do you want to be like these losers? I can't believe he's a man of God. Call somebody a loser. Listen, anybody who's going against what God has called for me to do, speaking up against that thing, trying to pull me in a way that I'm not supposed to go, loser is your name. And I am not going to do and work over time to make losers comfortable. You were born for a purpose. Your design is to change the world. Your design is to change the world. Um, Let me lean into this very quickly. I want you to be, I've said it before, but it's worth repeating today. I want you to be very careful about the company you keep. Um, Offended people love to find people who have even a small seed of offense in them. My eyes open, always open wide when I find out that people who are offended with me are hanging around people who um, uh, are are supposedly called to me. Here's the thing that people say, Brittany Scales. This is what people say. Well, you know, I, I, I can be around them and not be affected by it. But remember when we talked about this whole thing of praying, you don't do that. So if you're not praying, then your heart is not covered. So if you place yourself in an environment, am I in the right place? Okay. If you place yourself in an environment where negativity is flowing and you have an unprotected heart, what do you think will happen? You're going to walk out of an atmosphere negative. And you'll try to find something that connects with the negativity that the person carries they are be like, oh, that's why they didn't say hi to me that day. They don't really like people. Be very careful. Are y'all online? Are y'all here? Online? Are y'all here? Is this good to you? If this is good to you, just type it in the comments, this is good to me. Listen, you you, you, you got to be careful because there are people who want to pull you into the misery, pull you into the dysfunction, and um bastards always want to make you a bastard fatherless who've owned the idea of fatherless always want to make you think you don't have a daddy keep good company around you now it's a difference let me be very clear because i need to give you balance if you're prayed up you studied in your word i'm not telling you re- reject everybody who reject people that you love and all of that but let me tell you something you got to be there with a purpose Sorry, I'm asking God if I can say something. Beware of people who get in a position, um, okay, for instance, if you quit a team in the NBA, you quit the team, you don't wanna play no more, Forfe- for- you forfeited your contract, you don't wanna play no more, I will not wanna be a part of this team, you no longer get the benefits, Of being an NBA player you can't come in the back door whenever you come in the stadium you come in the stadium just like you're another fan there is no special nothing that's given to you that's be very careful of people who have quit things that you have been a part of and then at the same time want the same benefits I was just talking about being born for a purpose. Because you're born for a purpose, be careful for people who want to pull you out of purpose. Is this helpful to anybody? Here's a third thing, and then I'm going to quit. First one was you were born on purpose. Second, you were born for a purpose. Thirdly, you were born with a purpose. There's a specific way. You can play now, Byron. There's a specific way... God designed you to manifest. It's the way it's supposed to look. There's, there's, a, there's a way it's supposed to be. And it's not like anybody else that you've ever seen. Like, for instance, you know, I'm a, um, a prophet, so they say. So, I there's a lot of other prophets around the land. There's a lot of people who manifest this particular portion of my call. But what I'm designed to do looks nothing like what they're designed to do. There's a specific God design. I have to be okay with that. I have to be okay with that. I want to embrace that, a matter of fact. I don't want to walk that out. I was born. You were born for it. You were born for this season. You were born for this time. And through the life of Jesus, the next few weeks, I want to take you on a journey of realizing all that you've been born for. I want you to embrace every aspect about it. And I want you to reject every enemy that tries to make you feel like you were not designed for this time. Everybody in the room and everybody online, I want you to stand and lift your hands. And. I want you to take a minute, without a lot of clamor today, uh, I want you to take a minute right now, and I want you to allow Holy Spirit to remind you, for some of you, to inform you of what you were born for. While your hands are lifted, I just want you to go into a time of worship, Just, just begin to open your own mouth and just tell God how much you need him. Just tell them how much you need them. Yeah. Yeah. Tell him how much you need him. Lift your heart to him. firm your sons and your daughters. Give them clarity. I pray, the Lord, the clarity of your heart be released to the hearts of your children. Let them understand that you have a design special and unique for them and that this is the time of that manifestation. Thank you, Lord, that you're giving them eyes to see. Thank you, Lord, for ears to hear. Thank you, Lord, for them walking where you called for them to walk in jesus name we pray i want you just to clap your hands and i want you to thank god for all that he's doing for how he's moving wow that was amazing agreed we want you to stay connected with all nations san Bernardino. do not let the uplifting stop here join us on facebook or Instagram for more amazing content. We want to connect with you. And guess what? If you're in town or even out of town, come visit us at All Nation San Bernardino all the way live.